As the economy reopens, women leaders in Chicago are looking ahead. They're thinking about how women can recover from the devastating impact of the pandemic. The past year's undone decades of progress in women's representation and advancement in the workforce. WBEZ's Odette Youssef spoke with several advocates who are thinking big about fixing the damage. When I called people for this story, I had one question. Who needs to do what to recover what's been lost? And what I heard involves everybody. Women, men, policymakers, employers, you and me. The ideas tended to fall into four big buckets. Bucket one, policy changes. We have to have paid sick time and paid leave for all working people, full stop. Felicia Davis leads the Chicago Foundation for Women. She has a whole roster of ideas. Most would involve legislation at some level. Caregiving supports and child care subsidies, comprehensive student debt relief, and end to the sub-minimum tipped wage. These ideas are not new. In the past, they've often been framed as women's issues, and state and federal governments have been slow to move on them. But now, thanks to the pandemic, they may be gaining momentum. American Families Plan will provide access to quality, affordable child care. In his address to Congress last month, President Joe Biden outlined a bold plan that incorporates many of these ideas. And if his plan were to take effect, it could fundamentally reshape the role women play in our economy. So that was bucket one, policy changes. Bucket two is about hiring and employment. Davis says if employers want to help women recover losses from the pandemic— They can start by calling back the ones they laid off at the salaries where they were. Women who were already working had some economic gains. And if you hire a new person into the same role, one, obviously you're not calling her back. But two, you're paying less money to whoever that person is coming into that role. The pandemic pulled women out of the workforce at every level. Blue collar, white collar, salaried and hourly paid. Gloria Castillo has been thinking a lot about those who fell off the corporate ladder. She's with the Chicago Community Trust and advocates for wider inclusion in business. She's thinking about how the pandemic has undone decades of progress of getting women into executive roles. But she thinks firms can restore what was lost if they completely rethink how they hire and promote. Move to more of an assessment of potential and not just competencies. Studies show that employers tend to hire and promote men for potential, but women are assessed based on past performance. Having some really objective criteria for evaluating potential is going to be critical. So we have policy changes and reimagining how employers hire and promote. There's a third bucket. It's about changing workplace culture and expectations. We've proven that we can can work from home and work from home successfully. And and the second piece is, and now what? This is Karen Norrington-Reeves, CEO of the Chicago Cook Workforce Partnership. She says flexibility was the key that helped her employees get through the past year. She says the pandemic exposed how much we're all juggling between home and work. Norrington-Reeves says as offices reopen... We need to hold on to that flexibility. The reality is that we bring our whole selves to work and work needs to see and treat people as human beings as opposed to workers. And this brings us to the final bucket, bucket number four. This one is for all of us. Again, Felicia Davis of the Chicago Foundation for Women. 
personally, all of us who receive care from any other person, I make a pledge. I'm not going to be the reason why another woman is um, paid inequitably. Davis says we can each commit to tipping generously and to knowing the value of a service and actually paying it. It's a personal practice that can make a difference. Odette Youssef, WBEZ News.